Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. So I'm gone one day. I listened to one segment on Instant Replay. Wes and Fitty, the Wes and Fitty show taking over for your middays. And I hear Fitty make two McDonald's references in the span of seven minutes. Is that right, Wes? Is that what I heard from our board op? That would be correct. (laughs) Okay. I heard one where he was asking about um, David Tepper and even Frank Reich looking at C.J. Stroud the way that he looks at a double quarter pounder. DQP. And then like five minutes later, Fitty is saying how David Tepper experiences turnover like some vague reference to yeah. apple turnovers yeah. even though they're apple pies apple turnovers are a bit different yeah but yeah same I, same deal i need to know that even if i was gone yesterday i, I do want to know fitty did you get your mcdonald's because that had to be at the top of the dome if you made two references in five minutes of panther talk i actually did not um i did not have it for breakfast shroppy did not volunteer to go on a lunch run it was just what came to the top of my mind. Let me tell you, though, I'm not going to lie. It's been at the top of my mind big time, okay? <laughs> you know, the holidays got me caught up eating a lot of bad food. I'm trying to clean it back up now and get this thing, get this show back on the road. But, uh, yeah, man, McDonald's has been heavily on my mind. i tell you what, Wes. You you want McDonald's today? Not I'll today. Buy. Not today. I'm holding out. Bryce and I have our junkie guys night tomorrow night where we get to eat junk. We've been eating clean all week. I'm going to demolish something tomorrow night, whatever it is that we decide to eat. All right, it's Wes and Walker. Walker Mail, back in the saddle. You can write in on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line, 704-570-9610. Also, I did want to know this, too, because I didn't listen to the segment, but I saw it tweeted at me that you guys were debating if I was a big baby when I was sick or not. I want to know what side of the fence each of you fall well, on. Well, the question was for me. I asked what type of patient you were. Okay. And I said, do you think he is a big baby or do you think he kind of toughs it out? And I said, I think you were, what What did I say? Now, you know, oh, Fiddy no. went for the, yeah, of course. Know, he went for the jugular. But I mean, I also admitted that I myself, when I'm sick, yeah. I want to be babied. I want someone to sit there and wait on me hand and foot. So I was clowning yeah, I, you. I think I said, I thought you were a tough guy. Okay. Well, yesterday, it was one of the laziest days I've ever had because I just so badly don't want to be sick, but I very much could not do the show yesterday. And so all I did was lay on the couch. Like, all right, if rest is the real thing that's going to cure this, then I'm not going to do a damn thing. Dayquil, like I was on a cocktail version of all sorts of meds, whatever you could think of. As long as there wasn't any interaction, I would, or reaction, I would look at Google. Can I take this and this together? Yes? Cool. We're taking it. Yeah. That's what I was doing yesterday. And I started feeling a little bit better. And now I'm hopping back on the mic. And I'm here to talk about some Panthers news that is coming from all sorts of different sources. Coming from David Tepper himself, Panthers.com being being very transparent about what they're doing with all of the different requests for interviews, whether it be GM candidates, head coaching candidates, and maybe even make a few McDonald's references. Yeah, I think that they know at this point that they want to be transparent about what's going on because they want people to know, man, they got to do their best to try to spin this terrible season and all of the bad PR that they've had. They have to be transparent. 
to let the fans know that, hey, you know, we're working on this thing and we're trying to get the best candidates in here to find the best coach and GM to uh, see them through this dark time. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, there are a lot of people that the Panthers have reached out to or on behalf of, I should say, in order to be interested in in interviewing them. And we'll see exactly what takes place. So let's get off the bus. We'll pull up to the scene. A little bit sick today, but that's all right. We're battling through. We got the IV in you on the bus. Yep. Put it in my veins. I need it. I need Panthers content like I need oxygen. Let's get off the bus. Open up the doors, Fitty. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. We're getting some intel here, Wes, about what the Panthers might be interested in in searching for a GM. And Dan Graziano is telling us that he's hearing Tepper wants to hire a head coach and pair said head coach with the GM rather than hire a GM and then let the general manager make that decision. I heard Mac and Bone talking about it. They're a little bit worried. It's like, okay, here's Tepper hiring a consulting firm trying to figure out if what their decision is makes the most sense for this Panthers team, and he's actually relinquishing a little bit of power, something very untepper like Okay, that's a step in the right direction. And then we get this from Dan Graziano on ESPN.com saying, no, Tepper actually is wanting to hire a head coach and then pair that head coach with the general manager rather than letting the GM make the move. A little worrisome to me, Wes, just like a little baby step in the back to, uh, in the wrong direction. What say you on that? Well, I could see how it would be worrisome as those control freak tendencies that we've already seen from David Tepper and yet again it doesn't seem like he's learning from the last situation and he wants to have his hands on every little thing about this so that when the day comes the Panthers are successful if that day comes he can say hey you know I did this I did I put these two together I put together this great combo and so uh, he's still not learning the ways of successful NFL franchises Uh, I'm not 100% clear on what every Super Bowl winning franchise has done as far as how they hired their coach and GM, but normal protocol says that you hire the GM first and let him pick the coach or at least assist a lot in his opinion of who said coach should be. So it's just more controlling tendencies of one David Tepper. So here are the candidates that the Panthers have requested to interview so far. Eight GM candidates. Giants assistant GM Brandon Brown, Buccaneers assistant GM Mike Greenberg, Chiefs vice president of football operation Brant Tillis, Eagles assistant GM Alec Hollaby, Saints assistant GM Kai Harley. I'm hoping I'm getting these right. I think I am. It at least sounds confident anyway. Ravens vice president of football administration Nick Mateo, Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds, and last one, Raiders interim GM Champ Kelly. Any of those names speak to you, or are you still wanting the Panthers to go make a request for Alec Peters, even if it means losing one of the top guys within your favorite organization? (laughs) Yeah, um, well, I talked about the guys that were my favorites uh, so far, as far as who could get the job, but I mean, like I said, I like any guy that's going to come from a background of winning, and when I look at the teams, I don't necessarily know all of these guys' backgrounds, but when I see Ravens, and I see Eagles, and I see Chiefs, well, that tells me that these guys are coming from good stock, and so these are guys that I would probably want to run my organization if I'm the guy that's going to do it, because... Um, or run my organization if I'm the guy that's running it and going to make the hire. I want guys that come from winning, and I want guys that come from culture, and those organizations have that, and so that's what I would want in my building. Yeah, I saw that they were trying to go after um, the Cowboys assistant GM, and I know he was considered 
a big part of what they've been able to build over the last three years. What was it? Will McClay. I'm trying to bring up the name. Yes, Will McClay. There you go. I didn't realize I just nailed it. But he's giving me the nod of approval. But yeah, if he's somebody that has been helping that Cowboys organization the last 10 years, last even longer than that, and also over the last three years where the Cowboys have had postseason or bust goals every single season, and we all know about how well they've drafted, like that's the thing when we always compare David Tepper with meddling owners. We always try to make it a Jerry Jones problem. And while Jerry Jones is certainly kind of an eye-rolly type of guy at some point when you look at his personality, you also see the Cowboys' success. And that kind of it mitigates some of the damage that Jerry Jones' personality might do in certain areas. When you draft that well, when you're that successful of a football franchise, yeah, it's been a long time since they won a Super Bowl. I get it. But here in Charlotte, we'd love to get back to the postseason. We'd love to criticize our quarterback for only having two postseason wins. We'd love to criticize our quarterback for only doing that. So yeah, I would love to get a McClay here if the Cowboys were willing to part with him and McClay, that's really who it comes down to, if McClay was willing to leave Dallas, that would be a name I'd be highly interested in. But now also these GMs, David Tepper is going to want to pair the GM with whoever they hire at head coach. And so I'm really interested to see some of these head coaches that might be a part of this organization. Mike Garofolo, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. Here he is talking about how the Panthers not having a first-round pick is hurting their search for a head coach. Here's what I think is hurting it more than anything is the lack of firepower at the top of the draft that they gave up to get Bryce Young. Like, if you had him and you still had a first-round pick, it would be a much different story. So I think that's hurting uh, more than anything. He also, in a lot of ways, was a lot of people's thought uh, as the top quarterback in the draft last year, not just the Carolina Panthers. I, I guess, I, I mean, I don't know if I would call it a consensus. I don't remember the exact numbers. It was closer to 50-50, certainly, than it was to 100-0 the other way between him and C.J. Stroud. Um, so there are those who are out there and say, hey, once I get a hold of Bryce Young and we improve the talent around him, oh. that was something even before Craig Wright got hired that... Frank Reich, exactly. Hey, I'm gonna lie. Listen, you, you want to know what a coach thinks of himself? <laughs> Ask him about, hey, what, how's this guy doing? Ah, not as good as if I had him. Uh, you'll get that a lot shorter. Yeah. Here's the question I have for you. I heard you in the McDonald's reference segment. I heard you bring this up about Bryce Young maybe being a deterrent for some of these coaches mm-hmm. that are looking for their next job. Is not having a first-round pick more just about really not having a first-rounder? Or is it really more so about wanting a different quarterback? compared to Bryce Young because I think you could use the not having a first round pick as camouflage for I really don't believe in Bryce yeah which one is it that's a great question that you bring up and I love that you brought that to the table and I would side with that uh now I'm I'm I would go more so 60 40 because for one you have a chance to get a difference maker so that's always going to be appealing when you have a guy in the top 10 selection that you feel I can come in and help your organization right away, especially as much as this team needs. And that's why I would go 60-40 because there's so many different ways you could go. If you're the Panthers and you're drafting 10 or 11 this year, you can grab an offensive lineman or another pass rusher or something like that that you need. But I do think when we were talking about like Mike Vrabel, he strikes me as a traditional football guy 
does not want a small quarterback, feels like that they aren't going to be as serviceable as some others may, and he strikes me as a kind of old-school NFL guy that wants the big strapping prospect. So, yeah, I do think it could be a deterrent for some of these coaches because uh, especially with the short leash that Tepper puts these guys on, I think that they're sitting there like, man, you know, do I really want to tie my job security to this quarterback, especially if you don't believe in him? Because we know a lot of people will say, in the media, yeah, man, I think he's a great player. He's going to have a bright future in this league, but I'm glad I don't got to coach him. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's the thing uh, with this coaching search that I think is interesting. There are going to be some guys, they will never come out and say it, but Bryce Young, for them and what they've seen already combined with the size limitations, are going to be like, hey, I, I don't want to hitch my wagon to that. Let's go to the Carolina Men's Clinic text line real quickly. 828 number said, the problem is we only have one guy we could trade for a first-round pick, and that's Derek Brown. It's unfortunate. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't either. But I maybe we could speak to the spirit of the question and that the Carolina Panthers don't have a lot of talent that would warrant a first-round pick in return. Okay, Brian Burns, if you don't get a first-round pick in return, don't trade him. I'm yeah. like at at some point you're just losing talent. Even if he had an underwhelming season, trading Brian Burns for a second round pick or less, yeah. and then we could bring in multiple picks, I guess. But anything less than a first rounder, I'm just not doing it. You're losing anything other than a hundred cents on the dollar. Like I'm not I'm not bringing yeah, back seventy five. And I feel very confident you get a one out of Brian Burns. I I, I am too. Uh, Bebop from Rock Thrill. We can all imagine that this is not going to be a positive comment. <laughs> What's going to hurt the coaching search the most is any and every coach knows what they have to come in and make Bryce Young is actually make him into something. He's not a good QB. All right, we won. We knew it was going to be a negative comment, and that's what Bebop from Rock Thrill brings in. We can talk more about Mike Vrabel, Retread, or New Head. What head coach would you rather go after? That could be a part of the next segment. Uh, what day is it? Yeah, that's what I was going to – I was ready. I was mm-hmm. setting this up. Mm-hmm. I thought about dodging it just a little bit. Yeah. But it's War Cry Wednesday. And I at least wanted to get one good segment out of my voice before we <laughs> moved on. And so now, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the first segment because it's going to be gone now. I'm doing it. I'm recovering as much as possible. You guys don't have any excuse. Intersection, cubicle, if you're hanging out with family, even if you have this on in the background, wherever, I need you to give me a War Cry Wednesday because I'm giving it to you. And I'm recovering as well. At the count of three, War Cry Wednesday is about to happen. One, two, three. It's War Cry Wednesday! The Panthers need a new head coach! Talk is about to die! Sports Radio, (laughs) 92.7 WFNC. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wes 
Walker. Walker attempting to make a comeback after War Cry Wednesday. Definitely eating all the soup yesterday. Definitely sipping on the ginger ale. Had to do it because ginger ale, you know, you got your mom, you got your grandma telling you that ginger ale is the oh, cure yeah. all. Oh, like, yeah. It might even cure cancer. If yeah. you, I, think, <laughs> I think doctors have not tried Canada Dry yeah. enough because yeah. if they have, then maybe we wouldn't even have this those types of diseases. True. Especially for any type of stomach issue. They always tell you a little bit of ginger ale. Just go ahead and say, I'm a Canada Dry guy, by, by yeah. the way. What are you? I do either one. I can do shrimps or Canada Dry. But Canada Dry makes the zero sugar one, so that's the ones I gravitate to. See, I, I usually, not a huge Schweppes guy, it's usually Canada Dry one. One, then I go Seagram's, then I go Schweppes at the bottom. But Seagram's mm. is okay. But Canada Dry is that number one for me. Is there a mel? Is there a not a melody? You can sing if you want to. That's fine. Is there a remedy that you swear is a cure all? Like other people don't know about. You can text us Carolina Men's mm. Clinic text line seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Believe it or not, me and Fiddy had the exact like. To a T, verbatim, 100% exact same opinion on sick food. Me and Fiddy, both huge soup guys, which, mm-hmm. duh, right? Everybody loves soup when they're sick. But also, we eat Chinese food when we're sick. Really? Just something weird. Interesting. Chicken and broccoli, mm-hmm. wonton soup. So I even marry both of those categories. Okay. And that's what I had last night in order to help me as much as I can. So ginger ale, wonton soup, it's a weird combo. But shout out to Wonton Soup and Canada Drive for me being here today. I feel more when I'm sick. I eat more. Ow! Don't drop something on us already. What is it, Fiddy? Well, I figured this was pretty pertinent. Sorry, Wes. We can get back to talking about sick food in a moment. (laughs) But Jeremy Fowler reports the Panthers have blocked the Jaguars' request to interview defensive coordinator Ajero Avera for their coordinator job per sources. Carolina plans to interview Avera for its head coaching position. Of course, he led the Panthers to the fourth-ranked defense, despite having the worst offense Only the in the Panthers, NFL. Man. You know, Only the Panthers. okay, it, if if the Jags were looking at Averro <laughs> at a, as a head coach, then that would be real petty. Like, nope, we're going to get a shot at him first. But it still is kind of funny. Oh, Daddy Tup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to keep your hands off the only thing I got right so far as the I owner of the Panthers. That's wild. I've never heard of a team blocking another team from interviewing somebody. No, it happens. I, but I can't yeah. remember the last time it has. I guess that's true. I don't have, like, this list of how many times it happened. If I was a Vero, I'd be tight about that. If, if a Vero really wants to interview down there. That's what I'm saying. But I don't – I mean, does he – I yeah, I mean, it feels like it would be a lateral move, but no. Look, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get it twisted. Where the Panthers are, the mm-hmm. Panthers are rock bottom right now. Mm-hmm. We've we've had about 13 different rock bottoms this season, and we we have to get like five steps up of rock bottom before maybe we can be on the same level of anybody else, right? It doesn't feel like that's the jump laterally to go make, right? Like you're already moving from defensive coordinator spot in Denver, so are you going to be a defensive coordinator? At different spots, three years in a row? Well, who knows what the money's looking like, for one. And then, two, it is a team that you never know from year to year what the NFL is going to look like, but this is a team that just missed out on the playoffs, and they may feel like he could be one of those missing links, especially if they can re-sign Josh Allen and do some retooling. But I would just be upset because I don't have the choice. Like, you got to give the man a choice. If, if You know, it's just like dating somebody. They got to choose you every day. You know, they could go out there and choose somebody else or whatever the case may be. Give the man the option. If your bond is that strong and he loves being in Carolina that much, he'll come back to you. 
704-570-9610. We're getting a lot of people writing in. Everybody wow. has so... Look at how many remedies people have come up with in the world. Did you read Josh's from Charlotte? No, I'm reading a lot. Which What did uh, Josh have to say? He says that he soaks onions in raw honey, then drinks the syrup, the, the syrup from that as a fire cure for any cough that you may have. I think you're playing with me, Josh. I think you're playing. That sounds like something that would work. I'm going to be frank I, with I, you. We're not I'm, ogres, dude. We're human beings. Because I'm the type of sick patient. Ogres I will do layers. <laughs> I will do anything to get well. So whatever remedy you got for me, if it's going to work, I'll do it. That's what I was thinking yesterday. I, I mean, again, I was just taking all sorts of different stuff. I would Google, does this have a bad reaction with one another? No. <laughs> down the hatch. That's how I was living yesterday. Uh, we have Buffalo Ginger Ale, hot. 704 wrote wow. that in. Never even heard of it. Cute. I've had Jamaican ginger ale that's spicy. Oh, that sounds... I do love Jamaican yeah. food, and I love ginger ale. I've had that. So you've had Red Stripe? I have. Yeah, I've had Red Stripe, but it's not like that. I don't know if Red Stripe is the remedy most people are going to be writing in. M-Dog, Vicks Cures All, even... Certain types of diseases that he's referencing here. Uh, Stanford P said Jack Daniels and honey. Okay, we got honey, and then we're mixing it with Jack Daniels. We got salesman writing it. Just get the uh, the Jack Daniels has got honey in it. Yeah, I think that's the joke. I think that's why he was saying that. Yeah, I was trying to make it two different things, but that's what Stanford P said. Salesman wrote in. I travel internationally for work. Haven't been sick in years, and I've never tested positive for COVID. There are people out there that haven't tested positive. He said, "Thank you, Bourbon, for all of that." All right. What kind, salesman? Like, do we got to go with the expensive stuff? Do I need to get a bottle of Blanton's? Or can I go with something cheaper? You tell me. 704-570-9610. All right, we need a remedy for the Panthers, right? We need something. If it means doing the onion and honey syrup thing, I might well damn do it if it means the Panthers get back to the postseason. I would do that for the people. Maybe that can be a punishment for next year's street turkeys, and we still need to fix that, by the way. But maybe that would be the thing that actually helps the Carolina Panthers. And so what we need to do is figure out who the GM is going to be, but also who the next head coach is going to be. Retread or new head? I, so we got a lot in both categories, Wes. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of retread guys out there that I don't hate. And usually I don't like going back over a candidate that failed at a different spot or was fired at a different spot. But Dan Quinn got to a Super Bowl with Atlanta and has been excellent as the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Raheem Morris maybe wasn't ready the first go around that he was a head coach, but very respected as a defensive coordinator at a couple of different spots now. Not to mention, if you bring in Bill Belichick, is there any way Mike Tomlin is actually free? I don't think that's going to happen. Especially now they made a playoff. Right. But Bill Belichick very well could. And Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel would be a retread that I would be more than happy with as the head coach of the Panthers. Honestly, here's my take before we start to play a little name game between some retreads or new heads. Wes, the pool is growing to a point where I actually think the Carolina Panthers, even if it means they're falling backwards in a good situation, there's a lot of really good candidates to choose from. There are. I was listening to the Mina Kimes podcast featuring Lenny. (laughs) Mina. Do you think she would be, um, do you think that she would be flattered that that is the sound that men- that is played? She'd when be quite mentioned- puzzled if she, she heard would. a dog bark like that. She was saying that this is one of the deepest coaching free agent classes that she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good candidates, Wes. Like, I actually think if you're the Panthers, maybe you don't get your top choice in Ben Johnson. Maybe you don't get Mike Vrabel. Maybe you don't get Jim Harbaugh, where I saw Wolfpack James said, is he retread or new head? I want him. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good names. 
Maybe you do fall backwards into a good name just because there's so many to choose from. And I think there's six vacancies right now. There are more than six good candidates. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I don't know what Carolina's head coaching big board looks like, but I think that they do have good fallback options if they aren't able to get their top guy. So I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Well, and this is Carolina Cowboy writing in. Why would you want to come be the head coach of the Panthers with Tepper at the helm? Okay, the thing is, all you have to do is wait it out. If the pool is greater than vacancies and you have a bunch of really good candidates, then maybe you miss out on your top five guys. But that sixth option also looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, you don't want this job. Wait another year. We'll go to the seventh option. That might actually be pretty good, too. And his too. money can get him somebody in the top five. It's always going to put him in. It's yeah, his always going to put his foot somebody. in the door. That's yeah. always going to happen. So I really do think, even if they don't get their top two, three, four options, there are enough names out there that would interest me quite a bit. Um and last thing here, let's just go to a soundbite from Charles Davis. I believe he was hopping on. He hopped on with Mac and Bone earlier today. Here he is talking about how Mike Vrabel would be a great option for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's the type of guy that you exactly want to be your head coach. In fact, to me, he would be ideal in Carolina. you got to bring an offensive staff with you that's going to fix Bryce Young. But everything else about commanding the room, having presence, people respecting you, understanding and coaching and knowing the game. Mike Vrabel checks every box with double checks and everything. Just make sure you bring that staff with you that's going to fix Bryce Young. Yeah. And you've got your head coach that I would I would jump up and down for you and say, I think you've hit it right. Why are you laughing, Wes? Well, I was laughing for one because when he was talking, it sounded like in those rap songs or something like that when somebody's rapping on a show and they're talking and it's like they've been possessed and you could hear like the devilish tone in the background on top of their regular tone. Like that's how that sound sounded <laughs> to me. So that's why it cracked me up. You thought there was like a voice synthesizer in the background? Yeah, or I something? thought it was somebody in the background like, yes, get the right head coach. <laughs> Sell your soul. Some, somebody took the voice synthesizer that ASAP Rocky uses yes, and decided to exactly, put it on right Just behind. like that. ASAP Sap Charles yeah. on the mic. Go catch it. <laughs> WFNZ.com. Is Mike Vrabel the most interesting retread hire? People are said people have been talking about how he's great. Like yeah. I I think so. I'd love it. If they decided that he would be the next head coach, Wes. Mike Vrabel is in this weird space where I think he's football guy, defensive player, played for Bill Belichick, won a couple of rings. He also, by the way, like when we talk about not wanting Bill Belichick here. Because of the way that they beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. Remember Mike Rabel, he was a pretty integral part in that Super Bowl run, beating Carolina, actually catching a touchdown pass too, so even hurt him, but it doesn't matter to me. I'd still take Mike Rabel. But he's also pretty innovative. Like Rabel has this real vast understanding of the rules in a way that he's able to use the rules to his advantage that other coaches don't. So that speaks to a different level of preparation. It speaks to a level of getting guys to play hard for you, even in meaningless, quote-unquote, games, where, hell, here are the Tennessee Titans knocking the Jags out of the playoffs because he gets those guys to buy in. It's not his fault that they decide to trade one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and now you're having trouble on the perimeter throwing to anybody that can create separation and be a big play threat, right? Like Traylon Burke, somebody they draft who looks pretty good, but he's hurt. And so when you're going towards an offensive line that was brutal this season, Skoronsky, Maybe he can be good for him, but that offensive line is terrible, and yet they're still able to turn out wins while navigating Ryan Tannehill's twilight, while trying to navigate Malik Willis, 
and drafting Will Levis in the second round. Like, think about the weird quarterback controversy you've been surrounded by trying to make it all work. And I would say you kind of have. With the level of talent, I know you haven't gotten to the postseason, but Vrabel to me, Wes, would be the best retread hire out there just because of the success that he had outside of these last two uh, seasons. And you're setting up the guys available because I would say, yeah, yeah, even though I'm not thrilled with what Belichick's done lately, I'll consider him the best retread hire. But Vrabel, I just think for the Panthers, like I said, especially coming off of a retread coach, I I would like to see a fresh face here. That's yet to be tested. Uh, Vrabel, like I said, he did do a good job, but to me, it's a bottom line business. I know it's always circumstantial, but to me, his defenses, when you look at what they were able to do in Tennessee, especially with a lot of the talent that they had, fairly underwhelming, mediocre to underwhelming. And then his offenses have been okay as well. I mean, he runs the heck out of Derrick Henry. Who wouldn't? Um, I do like that. Uh, Tannehill had some good regular seasons there. But, you know, when he did get to the playoffs, it was a bit of a choke job when he got there and he was the, the top seed or one of the top seeds. So I I just think, like I said, I respect Vrabel, but for the Panthers, I just would like to see them have a fresh face. So would you go for, so if Vrabel is the best available retread, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're going fresh face yeah, I want over fresh everybody. Face, yeah, I want a fresh face. All I, right. I don't want somebody that's already been there and done that and failed. Because at the end of the day, regardless of the circumstances, he failed, and so I would like to have to give a guy a go that hasn't done it yet and, and see what they have to offer because you could discover the next great head coach. The, the fail thing seems harsh, and we can move on, but it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder, and it just so happens that he failed in the owner's eyes. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't get fired, do we still say he failed, mm-hmm. right? The owner decided to do it, mm-hmm. but most people are saying that's not the right decision. Most people are. And then, you know, the owner's coming out saying, well— it would take too long of a process to try to figure out how to trade them, and so we're just not going to do it. It's like, all right, or, okay, is it too hard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too hard. Okay, yeah. we'll just, all right. I, you probably could get something. I think Vrabel is that highly sought after, where you could get something, but no, it's too hard, too long of a process. But, we'll move on. Because for me, you know, with all the great coaches in the NFL, somebody had to get them a chance. Before Bill Walsh, before Jimmy Johnson, all those guys, Belichick, all of them, somebody had to give them a new chance as a first face. And so I would just, I would like to see a new guy come in here and and see what you can do. You want to play a quick name game? Yes. All right, let's do it. We'll end with Ben Johnson because that's the top target for the Carolina Panthers. I'm not hiding anything there. But I mentioned this, we didn't get to this topic going into that Tampa game. But Dave Canales getting a lot of intrigue. And the Panthers have requested an interview with Dave Canales. And so let's start with these two offensive coordinators, Wes. Bucks OC Dave Canales or Ravens OC Todd Munkin. Who of those two would you most like to see as the next head coach? Uh, give me Munkin from the Raiders. Uh, what he, I mean, the Raiders, the Ravens. What he was able to do with Lamar Jackson, um, you know, that offense this season. Like I said, the Buccaneers do have a bit of a winning pedigree winning the NFC South three years in a row. But the Ravens, we know what they've represented for the past couple of decades. And I know he wasn't a part of those decades like that, but I'd take Munkin. I, I, I think Todd Munkin is a really bright offensive mind. And you think about so many different stops and he's been successful pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I mean, in Cleveland, you go to Georgia, you go to the college ranks, you win a championship, you show a whole new world to Lamar Jackson with some adequate talent on the perimeter and allow Lamar Jackson to throw that thing. He's going to win MVP in Todd Munkin's first year. Think about that. Lamar, a lot of this has to speak to Lamar too. Like Lamar is just, you call that their, their outside talent adequate? 
I do. I think they're good. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So when you said adequate, like that sounds like mid oh. to me as a kid. Oh no, but it hasn't. It hasn't yeah. even been mid recently until this year. Yeah. Like I like Zay Flowers a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, those, those aren't perimeter yeah, guys though. Likely. Oh yeah. That, well. You know, Odell has had a couple of flashbacks he's been on better this, He's been better second half. Yeah, I'm not a, the biggest fan of him like I used to be, but uh, that catch he had, I think it was two weeks well, ago on the sideline, it looked like vintage Odell. And not to get you know bogged down on this topic too much, but mm-hmm. it's it's not like superstar level. Like Zay Flowers is really good. Oh, no, but he got they got guys that can hurt you real bad. Odell Beckham has been coming on strong in the last, yeah. I would say, six weeks. Yeah, more and so. then Mark Andrews is hurt, but... Uh, right, but, the, but th- that's not outside. When yeah. I say perimeter, I yeah, mean Zay is got, a killer. Zay's sweet. Zay's real sweet. Uh, they had a <laughs> lot of drop balls, though. Um, yeah. Anyways, all that to say, Todd Munkin still having a huge run game force, and you're losing J.K. Dobbins at the beginning of the season. You even lose a Mitchell, who is one of the fastest dudes in the NFL. Like you're constantly having to tinker. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I like what Canales did with Baker Mayfield, but I'm going Todd Munkin. All right, Todd Munkin or Dolphins offensive coordinator Frank Smith. Yeah, this one's a toss-up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling the same. This is tough, but still give me Munkin because, again, with what he was able to do with Lamar Jackson and, as you said, a a receiving crew that is getting to a very respectable level with the injuries and things of that nature, I feel like he did more with less. That's not to take away from what Frank Smith has done out there, um, but but give me Munkin. And he's also kind of coaching in the shadow of Mike McDaniels. Yeah. I just don't know. I forgot to turn on the mic. I was sick. Forgive me. I don't know how much to give to Mike McDaniel and then take away from Frank Smith. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times when we evaluate these coordinators, we just don't know. And so it's really not fair. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I agree with that. I don't know how much credit to give to Frank Smith. I know we should give a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel because at the very least he brings Frank Smith, abo- Frank Smith aboard and that's a good hire which means that's a good coaching decision. Um, but he's been with the Dolphins. He's been with McDaniel for a while. It's a toss-up for me. I don't really care, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I just... Okay, I th- but pick one. No, I'm I know. I know. I'm about to. I'm about to. I promise. <laughs> you got angry with me. Um, I might go Todd Munkin as well. Okay. Remember, Frank Smith was in the top five list of most loved coordinators by their players. I think yeah. he was second. So I think I'd go Todd Munkin, too. Love Frank Smith, though. What about Mike McDonald? Real quickly, Todd Munkin or Mike McDonald, two Ravens coordinators. Whoo, that's a good one, man, because I'm in the camp of if I hire a good D.C. and he brings the right offensive coach. But I still go with Munkin because I got to take care of my quarterback. And I want a guy, like you said, that consistency of being there and he can carry over the fundamentals of the offense, even if the OC leaves. I'm with Munkin. I'm with you, too. Uh, Bobby Slowick or Todd Munkin? Slowick. Give me Slowick because I'm I have a, feeling a that little might bit be your of pettiness. Because oh, okay. of the pettiness, I can take away from C.J. Stroud, yeah. give him what C.J. Stroud had, okay? And then not to mention what he did with an offensive line that had to be shuffled all season long and what he, what he did with receivers that – you know, nobody expected to blow up like they did. Just everything he did with that offense, I like Sloak a lot with what he was able to do with, with uh, C.J. Stroud and all those guys. So, yeah, give me Sloak. I agree. I heard an opponent. I get the guy that the guy that I didn't draft had. I can take away from him, bring him to my guy. Well, I just think I think you married a lot of nice concepts yeah. to help C.J. Stroud offensively. They didn't have a great running game down there. Exactly. The offensive line, you're right. They were trying to work through injuries constantly. I'm with you on Bobby Slowick. All right, final one. Slowick or Ben Johnson? Slowick. 
Slowick's your number one. Yeah, give me Slowick. I'll go Johnson, but I wouldn't care either way. Yeah. Like, in order to not have you chastise me and make a choice, I'm going to make one. <laughs> but I'm going to go. I'm, I wouldn't care either way, but Ben Johnson would be my number one yeah. priority. Who's your number one? What did you think of the name game? You could text in. I 704-570-9610. You can use that same number, by the way, to call in if you want to. The phone lines are open, people. What kind of opinions do you want to share call on these airwaves? It's your time. It's your time to shine. We allow that for the listeners because we love you so much. So take advantage of it. 704-570-9610. It's the Pulse of Panther Nation. Coming up next, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wesson Walker back at it. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Just played the coaching candidate name game going down the list. And you told us who your favorite candidates were. We got some people saying Todd Munkin. I don't feel like he's getting a lot of love right now, at Mm -hmm. least from a head coaching standpoint. Everybody loves what he did with Baltimore. But he's just bounced around so often. It always feels like he's the whole bridesmaid, never the bride type thing, Wes. And I wonder if this is finally the opportunity where you can see him become the main man. You can text us, let us know what you think. Also, call us. We want to hear from you. 704-570-9610. Feel free to call in and share your thoughts. We have a lot of topics that people are writing in on, so I want to go to the text line here, too. KC Steve said, hey, speaking of rap, as we were talking about ASAP Charles Mm -hmm. with the different voice synthesizer, KC Steve said, speaking of rap, Wes, I got tickets today for Tech Nine with the KC Symphony in May. It's gonna oh, be a, wow. I feel like with Tech, the KC Symphony. I would say, if you talk about just awesome live shows, I'm not speaking from experience, but I feel like Tech Nine would put on a crazy show. And that's his reputation. Is that right? I told one of the callers one time when his album Special Effects came out, I saw his tour bus when they were here going down 85 one morning as I, as I was driving. But yeah, no, that's what he's known for, man. A, a big show he puts on. And so I, I would think that's going to be money well spent. I mean, I can't imagine Caribou Lou coming on and everybody just not going bonkers, bananas crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, that That's a show. Hell, I might give it some thought to go because I'm a All big right. Tech Nine fan too. All right, Casey Steve, we'll see you there. Road yeah. trip. <laughs> uh, Lee from Rock Barn talking about the coaching search. Let's not hire another coach that was just fired. Hell no. I do think it's different with Vrabel than it was with Frank Reich. But understood. DJ said, I like Vrabel because you want someone that would put his junk on the line to win. That's true. He did have one of the more uh, questionable quotes of all time, but you know where that man stands on how much he wants to win. He said he would cut something off if it meant getting a victory. That's something that he said. Wow. So, DJ, I like the way you're thinking. 
Uh, Stanford P said the elephant is still in the room, though. Tepper has to drop the checkbook and leave the damn building. He's not leaving. He ain't leaving. But the first part is right. He does have to drop a lot of money on whoever the hire is going to be. We're getting into some of the remedies here to help a sick walker male. Big Chris from Shelby said white liquor and rock candy will never fail you. Trust me. What is rock candy? Oh, you know, rock candy, it's it's basically just crystallized sugar. Oh, okay. Like pop rock. Yeah, but it's on a stick. Okay. I never heard of rock candy because I was like, is that what it's called? You go in the store and you're like, hey, I need some rock candy. Yeah, people will know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, put candy on it, though. What do we got here, Fiddy? Already it better more be good, news. man. Well, I feel like as we had a very quiet, you know, Black Monday around the NFL, we're just going to hit it for any Panther-related news. The Panthers have added a GM... Mike Disner to their uh, their interview wish list. You have any info on Mike Disner? He is the Lions' chief operating officer. All right, so okay. coming from the Lions, basically that it's funny I asked that question because we don't have a lot of information on Mike Disner right off the bat. But really, it's all about what organization are they coming from? That's basically the same. That's basically the evidence that we have upon first notice. Walker, you wouldn't like him. Uh oh, why? Looks a little bit like James Borrego. Oh, that's cool. James Borrego, good-looking guy. I have no problem with that. Does he have a beard yet? Yeah. All right. Because Borrego, you talk about something that ages you. Coaching the Charlotte Hornets ages you on like a seven-year span. Coaching in Charlotte ages you. Here's some background. The Lions' former uh, senior VP of Football and Business Administration, where he was the team's caps and contracts was promoted to the current position in 2022. So I guess if they if, if they're interviewing him, maybe Samir Suleiman's not going to have a job no matter who they hire a GM. If they're if they're going to hire maybe a capologist to be the GM. Okay, the capologist. They still have Suleiman. Remember, maybe Suleiman is a guy that wants to be a GM as well. And so when we're talking about retaining guys, Dan Morgan is a name that we'll continue to bring up. Suleiman also some of these other capologists for different franchises. I'm sorry, this is completely off the rails, but I need to read this text exchange between Wes and Granny Pat because it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Granny Pat said, pretty song. Wes said, it's Freddie Gibbs, Granny. Granny said, so sexy. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Granny Granny Pat riding around buffing that Freddie Gibbs. I, I want my world... To have Granny Pat riding around, bumping Bandana, Alfredo, Pinata, any yeah. one of those albums, and just beat bopping back and forth, yeah. blaring the bass. Want to get her groceries and all that? Got the Freddie Gibbs rolling. And somebody asking, "Hey, what you got playing in there?" It's Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. So sexy. <laughs> the next time that Drew, the Gen Z giant Romich, comes into the fishbowl, because he was he was trashing on your man Freddie Gibbs this morning. And Pusha, which is yeah, like I look here we are getting off. I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry, but you talk about going to the foul line on somebody. Don't blow the whistle here. I don't want to do it. My voice is going to give out. I'm not going to be able to <laughs> come strong with it. But when you go Pusha T and Freddie Gibbs disrespect back to back, that's like hitting me with a two piece, and I'm dropping like Glass Joe. Yeah. I mean, that was as disrespectful as you possibly can get to among my favorite rappers. Both of them say, like, ah, they're okay. Like, you can't hit both of them, man. The best part was Wes said, I know (laughs) at some point you're going to say something stupid. And I'm cleaning it up because y'all both went in on him hardcore. We can just tell Drew that Granny Pat, one of the P1s of the station, thinks that his music is, quote, sexy. 
I love it. And that his take is bad. I really love that text. That's the best exchange I've ever seen on the text line, to be <laughs> honest with you. Well, I said, hey, it's Freddie Gibbs, Granny. So sexy. <laughs> just, just one phrase. Granny Pat, we love you so much here on Wes and Walker. Uh, we got some other people writing in. Some people said that rock candy sounds a little like meth or some kind of narcotic. I yeah. guess, yeah, man, when you got a pocket full of stone, we ain't talking rock candy. Right. And I just never have been in the store and seen it. So that's the only thing that threw me off about it. Uh, we also have people writing in still about Mike Vrabel and him being the most popular of the retread names. Um, still getting some Todd Munkin love on the text line also. And uh, Ajero Averro. So if Averro is getting denied, because that was one of the breaking news updates that Fiddy provided in the first hour, the Jags wanted to interview Ajero Averro for the same position, I believe. And the Panthers said, no, thank you, because Averro is going to be interviewing for the head coaching job then is there a way that you think we could marry whoever a head coach is and keep Averro, Wes? Like, what is the possibility of this continuing as we get closer and closer to a decision? Uh, I give Averro a 50-50 shot of staying on with the new It's pretty coach. high. Yeah. Um, because I think that, like I said, obviously the job that he did was great work, having this as a top 10 total defense for the season. So I think that's quite admirable, and I think that could be a worry that's taken off of the coach's plate to where he's like, all right, you know, I got that covered. And it sounds like to me, if they're going to be blocking him from talking to other teams, it sounds like Tepper's probably going to make whoever takes this job keep him as the defensive coordinator. Tepper might just make somebody. That's what yeah. it sounds like to yeah. me. Why else would you block him? Yeah. You don't I, want him to go anywhere else? At least you're keeping the opportunity open, right? I mean, don't tell me you uh, don't want him, but uh, you don't want anybody else to have him. One of those type of deals. <laughs> yeah, it really might be. <laughs> All right, uh, we told you we got a couple of North Carolina sports legends on the show. In fact, a couple of Hall of Famers, literally Hall of Famers. We have our first one hopping on on the other side of the break. Randolph Childress, former Wake Forest basketball player and North Carolina Hall of Famer. Sorry, Jeff McGinnis, but we're bringing on Randolph Childress. He joins us next in a guest edition of the Campus Corner. We also have Armani Edwards hopping on with us at 2 o'clock. Plenty more still to go. Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.